I assure you, Drew, this is not an act. I smile when I come out here because this is what I love. I appreciate the opportunities I've got because I made them for myself. You're right, we are very similar, similar career paths, but the difference right now is I am thankful, I am grateful, I cherish, I relish my second chance, and you are just standing here complaining about yours. So if you want to settle this in the Royal Rumble, I sure as hell will give you something else to complain about. And another thing, you keep mentioning this last match that we had. You told the story about the last match between you and I. Let me ask you something about it. Who won? The following has been brought to you by SJP World Media. You're listening to In The Corner with Benny Mac, Unfiltered. People are starting to see exactly who you really are and you're a hypocrite. Uncensored. What he's trying to say is suplex city. And Unforgiving. The only reason you are WWE Champion for a year is because Triple H didn't want to work Tuesday. Here's the man in the corner, Benny Mac. And that's the bottom line, because a great one sets up. Welcome to SJP World Media. Welcome to In the Corner. And yet again, it is me, Benny Mac, doing some uh, WWE news and reviews and all that kind of stuff that we do on this show. Um, Royal Rumble, you know... Very, very fast approaching. We are not far away from it whatsoever. Um, and do you know what? Royal Rumble is one of my... I think I've said it before. Quite... It is my... It, not quite possibly. WrestleMania is awesome. Don't get me wrong. But Royal Rumble, the Royal Rumble match, uh, is just absolutely amazing. I absolutely love it. It's one of my favorite pay-per-views of the year. It genuinely is. Um, obviously, WrestleMania is really good. Uh, and I think SummerSlam. Top, you know, so I show is good now with War Games, but I absolutely love the Royal Rumble match itself. It's absolutely uh, amazing, and um, to be honest with you, I uh, I can't wait. Twenty seventh of January, um, is it the Tropicana of uh, Arena? <laughs> I did have it listed up here a second ago. Uh, everything's decided to. It's ch- as soon as I hit record, everything changes on my screen for some strange reason. I don't know why. Um, really hard to to even pick a winner is it CM Punk is it Cody Rhodes is it Gunther is it Drew that's that's just a few off the top of my head that's not even <laughs> there's so many that could win it Gunther obviously set an absolutely fantastic uh, precedent last year went from number one all the way to the end obviously got eliminated so he started number one and got eliminated by number 30 which was Cody Rhodes Next week on Raw, obviously we're going to talk a little bit about this past week in WWE, but this next week on Raw, we're going to have a face-to-face with Cody and CM Punk. A lot of people are going to tune in for that. Now, is Cody... Obviously, Cody is like the uber babyface. CM Punk kind of is as well, I guess. More though. So, 
I think this is an opportunity for the crowd to kind of decide, I guess, to see get the vibe maybe. Um, but also, to be honest with you, there's a rivalry there, isn't there? Like CM Punk, Cody, you know, if they play on the whole AEW side of things, which they can't really say, but they can kind of do it without saying it. I think most fans will know what I'm on about. But, you know, one left and wanted to come back to me, the other pretty much got kicked out the door so interesting to see where that goes um i think possibly just as we think we're about to get it i think we'll, we'll probably get an interruption by somebody I, I i don't necessarily know i could be wrong on that i actually want to hear these two go at it verbally we've not seen any of these people these main people who are going to be in the rumble really have matches the last couple of weeks so obviously they're saving it for the rumble which is what i said last week um yeah, so this is episode 72 of In The Corner. You can follow me on X, follow the show on X, sorry, at uh, In The Corner WWE. You follow myself at Benny Mac, B-E-Triple-M-Y-M-A-C-K. Um, yeah, put, I'm putting tweets out on there all the time now. Uh, I'm getting, you know, doing little polls and stuff for you guys to get a gauge of what you think about it, who you think's going to win the Rumble and all that kind of stuff. So please, you know, if you're not already, give us a follow on X and we will get involved with the... Excuse me, get involved with the the polls and stuff like that. And I'd love to hear what you think, basically. I'm hoping next week for next week's show, which will be, by, by the way, Thursdays going forward, as you can probably tell. Um, normally it come out Thursday evening. This might be a bit earlier today because I'm actually off work today so I can get it recorded and get, you know, get the show done. I'm hoping next week to have Tyler on at least and hopefully somebody else as well to talk some rumble some, and what we like about it, memories, and also who we think might even win, might return. There's so much to talk about. Um, but the way it's sitting for me right now, I will go into this a bit more next week, but I'm struggling to know who's actually going to win because there's so many different direct. Is Cody going to finish the story? Is it? I feel like it should be Cody and Roman still. Um, are we going to have that? Seth may uh, look like he tweaked his knee this past week on Raw. Whether that's a genuine thing or whether that's part of storyline, I don't know. Uh, I've not read anything online yet to say otherwise. Uh, the match he had with Jinder Mahal, by the way, was really good. Um, I wasn't expecting a lot from it, but and that's not really fair, to be honest. It was literally, let's have a match next week. Here's World Heavyweight Championship on the line. So there's no real build to it at all. Seth is obviously a fighting champion, and that's the persona that he's going with, and that's fine. Um, in this year, was with uh, Jinder Mahal as well. That added an extra element to it, which was really good. And it looked there was a moment in that match where I thought Jinder Mahal, even though I probably sat here last week and went, "Nah, Seth ain't gonna lose," and I still thought that watching this match, the match was really good. I really enjoyed it from start to finish. And even though the title was on the line in that match, if they wanted to, they could pursue this a bit further into Elimination Chamber, at least because in this year. Seth's kind of on his own. He has really nobody in his corner. Jinder Mahal almost... I mean, Seth Rollins basically walked out of that match. He scraped by the skin of his teeth and kept the World Heavyweight Championship this past week. Great match. Um, and they, they brought it up in the match, actually. I completely forgot about this, which is bad. NXT Championship, the first ever. Seth Rollins, you, most of us know that. Jinder Mahal, I forgot it was Jinder Mahal that he faced because you always think, oh, yeah, Seth Rollins... And so we ran it back. And there's another, there's, I think personally after that, that story they told in that match alone with no, with no build, no, like other than I've been overlooked and I won a championship match from Jinder. 
there's more to this. There could be so much more, at least into animation chamber. Um, now I'm hoping that this knee tweak is not. It's just part of the storyline, and it's not really. Or if he is injured, let's just. Uh, I say animation chamber. Obviously, Royal Rumble's coming up. So do you know what? You could rerun the uh, the Jinder Seth match at Rumble. To be honest, and you could add more elements to it, industry a bit more. Like I said, Seth on his own. So very interesting going forward. I wouldn't actually mind seeing a Jinder Seth for the World Heavyweight Championship again because I think we only scratched the surface with the match on, on Raw. I personally really liked it. I'd love to know your thoughts, obviously, at In The Corner, WWE on X. Let me know what you thought of it. Are you excited for the Rumble? Who's going to win the Rumble? Men and women, I feel like there's going to be a fair few returns, and I don't just mean, like, classic returns, like, you know, like Mick Foley might come out or something. Do you know what I mean? Nothing wrong with that at all. But I mean actual returns of certain superstars uh, could be very, very interesting going forward. Um... We obviously haven't seen Big E for a while. I don't know what his status is. He's still injured. We saw the return of Xavier Woods now that I mentioned Big E. I said last week's on the injury list. Apparently, it was a wrist injury. So, he's back. He had a match against Ludwig Kaiser um, after the what Ludwig Kaiser did last week to Kofi. was bloody excellent. And again, now, Ludwig Kaiser actually won this match by DQ because Xavier threw a chair at Ludwig like Ludwig did to Kofi last week, which was brutal if you haven't seen it. Um and then uh, went on for a bit of a scrap after as well. So th- there's that build. There's so many. I love this at the moment because normally you can sit here and go, yeah, I think. Like last year, let's face it, we all knew Cody was returning. or And if he did, and if, say we didn't know he was definitely returning, but we did. And we knew he was going to win it. Now, a lot of us obviously thought he was also going to win the title at WrestleMania. On this show, me and Tyler last year, go back in the archive, we said, we don't think it's the right time. We don't think it's going to happen. I honestly, as I sit here right now, and it's going to be interesting to discuss hopefully with Tyler next week if he's available, that where does this go? Where is Because I'm sat here going, I actually don't know what's going to happen. And do you know what? That is a great, as a fan, as somebody that watches the product, is really good. And I'm, it, it gets me tuning in, you know? Um, like I said, we've got a couple of things going on next week. Uh, I think we've got Drew versus... Uh, Damian Priest next week. We got the Cody CM Punk on Raw. SmackDown still to come. Uh, so we're going to talk a bit about SmackDown from last week quickly. Obviously, SmackDown as this episode will be out, will be obviously also on Friday, so it'll be out tomorrow. So I don't know what's going to happen on there yet. But a couple of things I want to bring up about it. There was um, the first off the Carrying Cross, uh, the final testament. Um, promo they did on Lashing the Street Profits where they ring the video promo they ran was absolutely amazing. I can't wait. I hope they just don't fumble this now. There's a lot of Wyatt Six promo videos I'm seeing online as well, which are freaking amazing. And when that's going to come to come to fruition, I have no idea. Um, could be a debut at Rumble that faction if it's uh, going to even happen. But the promo video they made with Paul Lowering, yeah, Authors of Pain, Karen Cross, and Scott, it was really good. Like, it made me want to see what happens next with that. So very interesting um, what's going on with that. Um, as I said, Karen Cross has been floundering a bit, so this is a good opportunity now, and hopefully they don't bumble it, and they don't. It doesn't backfire on them or anything like that. I don't really know how to say it. I'm just... I'm quietly optimistic about the Final Testament, and it could be really good. Paul Herring alone, you know, Legion of Doom and all that, and Road Warriors, and and all, and all that. I, was, I can't remember the other name of the team, but yeah, 
just amazing. AOP, I absolutely loved in NXT, and I feel like they didn't get like most NXT um, call ups for some reason. They don't quite get um, the same treatment. It's almost like they were like called up and they were almost expected to be over straight away. It doesn't necessarily work like that because the casual fan probably didn't watch NXT then, probably doesn't watch NXT now, to be honest with you. I mean, I don't watch NXT at the moment. I, I keep my eye on it, and I see things that are happening. There's some good stuff happening with uh, Baron Corbin down there by the looks of it, uh, Carmelo Hayes and all that and stuff like that. There's so many people down there that I'm keeping an eye on, um, but I don't watch it on a week-to-week basis. I should really, but mainly because it used to be a WWE Network exclusive, and now it's uh, obviously it's on network TV now, isn't it? So it doesn't necessarily come on the network straight away. And I love that little... Do you know what the nine ninety nine back in the day? Just if you just watched NXT and nothing else, I felt felt was worth it. So um, because it's not like an exclusive thing, it, it takes it away from me because I want to know what happens, obviously. But it's still a good, uh, it's still a good uh, product to be honest. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing some of the uh, the men and women come up to the main roster, and hopefully they'll be because Triple H is there now. A lot of these people that have returned recently were NXT Triple H alumni is a better way I can say it. Um, so, And I'm hoping certain people will return in the Rumble. There's so many names. AEW are not there now, haven't been used, all the contracts are up. So it would be interesting. Um, I just want to talk about very quick. There's a couple of things I want to talk about from SmackDown. The, oh, the show overall, it was really good. I enjoyed it. Um, Logan Paul threatened to sue Kevin Owens uh, if he wore his cast during his match. And ironically, he won the US title by punching Rey Mysterio with the brass knuckles. Um, the KO, after he won the tournament to face Logan Paul at the Royal Rumble for the United States Championship, laid out Logan Paul like in one, which I absolutely loved. It was such a great moment. Uh, he's going to be on the KO show ne- on Friday on SmackDown. So it uh, could be War of the Words there and stuff. Could be interesting. Could break down into a brawl. Um, I think the Kevin Owens Logan Paul match has every match has potential, but this was one I'm looking forward to to see what they do. I have no idea who's going to win. We'll talk more about predictions next week, as I said, but looking forward to it. Uh, the Bianca Belair Bailey match was really good last week on SmackDown, um, but Damage Control, the rest of Damage Control didn't do the typical when Bailey had the referee distracted didn't attack, attack Bianca Belair and Bailey didn't like this so there's there's that unstable relationship with the rest of Damage Control and the Kabuki Warriors Dakota Kai kind of playing peacemaker between the two really it, again layers in these stories now Damage Control at one point was where we were like where are they going with this a little bit like the Judgment Day um, the Judgment Day is one of the hottest things in WWE right now so um, Damage Control very interesting. Uh, I think we're just waiting, aren't we, for the... Uh, they're going to turn on Bailey, I believe, and Bailey might go back to the... Go back, not necessarily to the hugger Bailey, but like a a face. And I reckon it could be... I just realized something, what could happen. My brain is making stories up as I record this podcast and I talk to you today. Let's say... That I don't, it might happen at the Rumble. It might happen at Mania, to be honest with you. I think Mania would be awesome. Imagine this whole Dakota Kai damage control Bailey thing comes to a head at WrestleMania, and they then 
they finally snap and they beat down Bailey. They're beating down Bailey. Boom, 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 boom. And then now whether she returns as this, I don't know. But let's just assume she does for now. She might come back as Monet. I don't know. But Sasha Banks music hits. Boom, comes down, rushes the ring, helps Bailey. Then we have the uh, then when we have the hug, and then we've got Sasha and Bailey, you know, together. At, that I'm just getting me just saying that now out loud. I've got goosebumps. That would be freaking awesome to be honest. And do you know what? I was saying Sasha Banks should return at the Rumble. But do you know what? Actually, let's keep this damage control thing going until WrestleMania and have that moment at WrestleMania where she returns. How cool would that be? Uh, I think that's really cool. I'm getting goosebumps talking about it. That would be really cool. So let me know. Um, either way, if Sasha Banks does return in it's at the Rumble, amazing. We are looking for a, uh, a an opponent for Rhea Ripley and Io Sky, aren't we? So either way, really. But imagine, just imagine that happening in a WrestleMania. That would be so cool. Uh, before we get to the main event, a really cool video, uh, like sort of package with Tyler Bate and Butch. Air quotes there, excuse me. And very, very, very. Um, I'm not even going to say subtle, to be honest. Tyler Bate was like, "Who are you? What's your name?" And all dropping all these hints. You know, you need to find who you are. You know, what is your name, etc., etc., etc. To to Butch. And it just ends with Butch looking into the sort of away from the camera, like just contemplating and having like a, almost like a just a grin on his face for me anyway. And so at some point, I, I'm hoping the Bruiserweight Pete Dunne comes back. I, we need that. Now, I was a big advocate when we when uh, WWE changed Walter's name to Gunther. I was a bit really. Actually, Gunther is I can't imagine him not being Gunther now. Um, so they've done a great job with that. Longest reigning kind of champion, obviously, as well. But let's even if it's Pete Butch Dunn or something, I don't know. But if it's Pete Dunn, the Bruiserweight again, have that vicious side of him again um, because uh, Sheamus is out injured. Ridge the Fridge seems to have disappeared completely, even though he's featuring in the uh, Brawling Brutes entrance uh, video when uh, Butch does make his entrance at the moment. It would be cool. For him to, I don't know whether he's going to snap out of it or rediscover Pete. I'm not sure how they're going to do it, but the way it was portrayed in that little promo they did last week on SmackDown, I feel it's Pete Dunn, right? It's got to be. I'm looking forward to that. And Butch has been okay. This little scrappy sort of pit bull, I guess. Um, but yeah, you know, United States, United States champion, United Kingdom champion, you know, it just seemed like. When he finally came up and he was Butch, it was like you just. I mean, they do mention now that the fact that he was the United Kingdom champion. I think they may have done when he when it first started, but it almost he's lost. It, as Tyler Bate put it in the promo, you've lost your identity or whatever. And, that, and I feel like it. I'm sorry, but he's Pete Dunn. I don't know how to verbalize it any better than that. Really, uh, I can't wait, and it just seems like we are getting it. Um, SmackDown. GMs at the moment, right? Nick Aldis is freaking brilliant at it. Adam Pearce on Raw is good as well. Nick Aldis is just nailing it at the moment. Um, even put out a tweet actually towards Jindam Horse saying he's been unappreciated on Raw. Nick Aldis says, look, I agree, you're underappreciated. You know, smack down the land of opportunity. So maybe we don't get another Seth Jinder match. Maybe we do see Jinder on SmackDown and he's been stolen away from Raw by Nick Aldis. And I love the fact they are 
And I hope they continue to do this, laying the uh, from my point of view, laying this foundation of an actual SmackDown versus Raw, Raw versus SmackDown, Raw versus NXT versus SmackDown, whatever. But to have Nick Aldis steal talent from Raw or even NXT or vice versa or whatever. That's that's now we're starting to get the authority figures back and not not just to fill time. Like Nick Aldis is making that fatal four way after SmackDown went off off the air not last week, the week before, and making the fatal four-way for Roman. Um, brilliant. Doing these tweets out. And this really does, because we used to have the Survivor Series and Raw versus SmackDown. There was nothing on the line. There was nothing worth. It was nothing, you know? Whereas you have now got till, what, November to lay this foundation down. Nick Aldis already started. He kicked Adam Pearce out of SmackDown and said, you don't work here anymore. This is my show now. Go back. And then, then they haven't been together since. Little interactions, small and often, will be brilliant going forward. And if we end up having a SmackDown versus Raw war games, hopefully by then they've laid the foundation. It might not even happen this year. It might happen next year. But if you spend the next, what, where are we? January? We've got ages yet. We've got like 10 months, 11 months. Get to November. Get to Survivor Series. We could potentially have a war game, SmackDown versus Raw, and it actually means something other than the bullshit that it's been the last fucking five, six years, whatever. I'm going to apologize for my language. I know the show's uncensored, but I just get all right. As you can tell, I'm getting a bit, you know, I'm passionate about it. And I, we, me and Tyler spoke probably a lot, a lot of times last year about having GMs. And if you do it right, it means something. And like I said, Nick Aldis is nailing it at the moment. Um, Nick Aldis comes out at the top of the show and says, you know, I'm sick and tired of the bloodline interrupting main events and, disrupting the shows and they beat up Carmelo Hayes at was it Carmelo Hayes no it wasn't Carmelo Hayes Cameron Grimes I beg your pardon um at the start of the show they came out and then Paul Heyman starts cutting a promo and all that kind of stuff with Solo and Jimmy Nick Aldis comes out basically says we're not going to have the uh the bloodline interrupting matches anymore because they're going to be in the main event and it's going to be AJ Styles LA Knight Randy Orton versus the entire bloodline now the only people in the ring from the bloodline are Paul Heyman, the wise man, Jimmy, and Solo. And then Nick Aldis says, and so it's going to be Solo, Jimmy, and Roman Reigns. And then um, Paul Heyman tries to grab the mic off Nick Aldis. Nick Aldis won't let it go. It's brilliant. Um, and Heyman says, you what? You you damn well know that Roman Reigns is not here tonight. Nick Aldis says, well, if he isn't, then it will be three on two, won't it? So for the first time in a long, probably ever actually, for a long time at least, the, um, a lot of us thought, I think, that Paul Heyman was going to be the third man in that six-man tag, which would have been hilarious, to be honest, I'm not going to lie, but probably a good idea not to have him do it. Um, Roman legitimately wasn't there. Paul Heyman spends the entire show trying to get certain people to join the bloodline, etc. Nobody does. So it ends up being uh, uh, Sokoa and Jimmy against them. Uh, Randy, AJ, and LA Knight. And basically, yeah, the bloodline get laid out and they get uh, they put, um, I can't believe they put through the table. I think it was Solo. Uh, maybe Jimmy, actually. One of them goes through. But Knight Orton and Styles defeat the bloodline, so, you know, via pinfall. Um, Orton actually was knocked out of the match at the beginning because they came out and not what I should have said. They made it a two-on-two, essentially. Orton did return. Um, 
Uh, good uh, tension between LA Knight and AJ Styles. Obviously, there is that Fatal 4-Way coming up. Orton's music hit, hot back into the ring, received a hot tag, RKO, and won the match. Um, Solo tried to tack Orton, uh, but Styles intervened. Phenomenal forearm. Knight was upset with Styles, but the heroes unite to lay out the bloodline. Uso and Sokoa, eight finishes before the latter... Uh, was powered on through the uh, announcer's table. Heyman made a call to Roman Reigns to close the show. So that's how it went off the air. Um, interesting, um, obviously, Jimmy thought he was going to be named the future tribal chief a couple of weeks ago, more than about a month ago, I guess. Um, so, yeah, very, very interesting on on what's going on there. Um, SmackDown is tomorrow night, obviously, so I'm very interested to see what happens with that. I don't know whether Roman's there. I assume he's going to be there. When we have the call Roman Reigns thing with Paul Heyman, it normally means... Um, he's going to be back I don't know yet um, uh, Raw again uh, we'll move on to Raw Raw was an absolute uh, banger of a show there were moments in it where it was a bit like I mean I like Shayna Baszler and Zoe Stark I'm just going to talk about a negative quickly um, the Natalia Tegan Knox uh, team doesn't really do anything for me um, not taking anything away from their ability Shayna Baszler and Zoe Stark have won by submission uh, Baszler actually put out Natalia with the, uh, um, was it what she called it? The clutch. I can't watch what called. The Kafura clutch, is it? I can't remember what it's called. Um, choked her out, basically, anyway. Um, and that was probably the most straightforward match we had all night in a sense of, yeah, that okay, thank you for that. Uh, and it's a shame, but I'm hoping with Shayna and Zoe together, with a bit of time, we can uh, have a great women's tag team there and possibly even future women's tag team champions and, you know, under Stopple because they're both like fighter-esque, uh, dangerous people, aren't they? So it could be really good. Uh, the the Damien Priest, Judgment Day, R-Truth stuff, I am absolutely loving at the moment. I'm wondering when it's going to come to a head. The Miz teaming with Truth again this week, the awesome Truth, but Truth like conflicted on who he should be helping. Um, but ultimately Damien Priest did actually have to, it's almost like Damien Priest wanted Truth to be in the group. He's amused by him. He wants him to be in the group. And then Truth backstage is selling knockoff Judgment Day t-shirts, uh, that doesn't have Jenny McDonough's name on, but has his name on. Um, cause he's not in the, you know, we lost that match a few weeks ago, which is uh, hilarious. And the crowd are loving it. I think the f- I'm loving it as well. So love seeing our truth back. It would be interesting to see what happens going forward because we'll, now that Damien Priest has actually laid out our truth, will he continue to still think he's in the Judgment Day? Um, could Awesome Truth be the team to beat the Judgment Day for the Undisputed Tag Team titles? Quite possibly. We've got DIY trying to work their way up the, rank- the rankings as well. Um, it's a very interesting going forward there. DIY mentioned them quickly, did defeat Dominic Mysterio. JD McDonough in the start of the show. Um, good match, actually. Really good opening match for the show. Um, I mean, of the booing for Mysterio, or Tom and Nick, as a, as a <laughs> R-True thinks. Uh, I think <laughs> Dominic, he says Tom and Nick. It's funny. Um, if you're not watching it, I don't know why, because R-True is entertaining as hell. Um, I've already mentioned Ludwig Kaiser and... Uh, Xavier Woods, um, absolute great match, to be fair. Interesting to see where that goes going forward. Um, I haven't seen Giovanni Vinci back yet. I'm hoping he'll be back soon. 
Obviously, he did take that drop kick a couple of weeks ago, so I'm guessing he's healing. I think it was concussion in the end. Um, so, But I want to mention very quickly, uh, Akira Tozawa did manage to defeat Ivar thanks to a distraction from Maxine Dupree. Um, absolutely, again, uh, just entertaining. Again, the only real match on Raw that really um, didn't quite grab me was a Shayna Baszler. Everything else on the show I, I really enjoyed. Um I'm not saying the, the Shayna Baszler Zoe Stark match was good. I just think their opponents, not so much. I don't know. Uh, there's something on there I couldn't quite put my finger on, um, and it didn't quite grab me. But uh, everything else on the show, the Drew McIntyre confronted Cody Rose, who you heard at the top of the program here. Interesting. Next week, I've already said CM Punk is going to be facing off with Cody Rhodes. That's going to be interesting. And so, again, like I said, I'm hoping Tyler's going to be on next week talking some rumble in some WWE to get his thoughts on there. Um and also, I, I want to throw this out there quickly, what I remember, because I, I forgot to say this at the start of the show here. If you're interested in being coming on as a guest host every now and again, or coming on to talk some WWE with myself, uh, uh, give me a follow at In The Corner WWE on X. Um, I will then uh, send me a little message. I think you should be able to DM me straight away, but if not, send me a little uh, message once you follow, saying I'd like to be a, a, a guest host. Then we'll get chatting on DMs and we'll go from there, basically. Um, I've already mentioned the the, the War Heavyweight title match. The only other thing I want to mention from Raw, really, is Rhea Ripley um, was addressing the women's division, saying, don't waste your opportunity if you win the Rumble. Don't come for me, because you will lose. Uh, not who I was expecting to come out, but Becky Lynch comes out um, and says she wants to face Rhea, because I think... She, Becky Lynch says, I think you might be better than me, but I want to prove it. That's, there's an opportunity there. Rhea Ripley versus Becky Lynch at WrestleMania. That could be a great match. That could even happen at Elimination Chamber. There is so much to go through before we even get to WrestleMania. Um, and my mind is, at the moment I'm sat here as I record, I don't know who's winning what Rumble. I don't know. I'm hoping for certain matches, but then if that match happens, then this match can't happen. But do you know what? Even Let's, for argument's sake, say you want Cody versus Roman. Even if that doesn't happen this year, there's still SummerSlam. But there are so many other matches Cody could have. There's Cody, Drew, Cody, Randy, freaking, I don't know. Did I say Drew? I did say Drew already. Um, CM Punk versus Cody. Uh, that's, uh, just, that's just raw. you know. Then on SmackDown, you've got AJ, you've got LA Knight, you've got Randy Orton if he stays there, assuming there's not an interpromotional match between Cody and Randy. Um the way I feel at the moment, I feel like Cody will eventually, if, because you could still do CM Punk versus Seth without CM Punk winning the Rumble, and for Cody to face Roman at WrestleMania again this year, if it's going to happen, if Cody wins the Rumble back-to-back, he'll be the first person to do it in a decade, but that's the loophole that gets him onto SmackDown so he can face Roman. So very interesting. I just don't know where it's going to go, basically, is what I'm getting at, and I love it. So it keeps me tuned in every week. I've enjoyed the shows. I uh, hope you've enjoyed this show. Thank you very much for tuning in on SJP World Media. Uh, so many more shows you can check out, obviously. Uh, Doctor Who Pod's in full swing at the moment if you're loving some Doctor Who. There's just so many shows, all right? Just check it out at SJP World Media on X. Follow this show at In The Corner WWE on X is also. You can follow myself at Benny Mac, B-E-Triple-M-Y-M-A-C-K. And we will see you again next Thursday for some more In the Corner and for some more WWE news as we approach 
the most anticipated event for me myself, uh, the Royal Rumble. Thanks for listening, peeps. Loved what you've heard on this week's episode? Well, well, the answer is simple. It would mean the world to us if you could head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review and feedback. Spreading the word really is the best way to grow our podcast and achieve even greater things. Thank you. Thank you.